Here we go again lads. Remember when The Irishman came out and there was a big hoo-ha about the film not being released in cinemas and instead going to Netflix? It was shocking that this titanic Martin Scorsese gangster movie reunion, The Avengers of Crime Cinema, featuring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci and Harvey Keitel, had been rejected by Hollywood studios and was instead heading to streaming. And a lot of us thought, well okay, maybe in a way it's understandable. The movie has some huge stars who would have bagged some hefty paychecks, and quite famously the movie used state-of-the-art CGI to de-age its cast for most of the runtime, an unprecedented creative decision that ballooned the budget. But we all accepted it because ultimately, the whole de-aging thing and the Netflix release was a one-off, just so Scorsese could squeeze this film out after so many years of trying to get it made. The drama is now over, and starting with his latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon, starring Scorsese's two main leading men, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, together for the first time in a feature-length Scorsese film, the master of cinema can get back to releasing his films on the big screen where they belong. Or so you thought, because get ready for round two of the Scorsese cinema debacle. You didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you, my naive Marvel-hating children? If you thought Scorsese's new film... Surely every film studio's dream, given who's in it, was going to have an easy time being released in cinemas. You were wrong. As I mentioned in a previous video a few months ago, word started circulating that the budget for Scorsese's latest picture had reached astronomical levels, about 180 to $200 million, superhero level stuff. One might take a step back and scratch their head as to why a period film set in 1920s Oklahoma would warrant such a massive budget, but a more pressing issue was that Paramount Pictures, who were originally going to make The Irishman, got cold feet and were considering dropping the movie, like they did with The Irishman. Paramount used to have quite the partnership with Scorsese, producing quite a few of his movies since the turn of the century, but they've since taken a liking to making films like the new shitty Terminator movies and Dora the Explorer, and it looks like the prospect of producing the Scorsese-De Niro-DiCaprio team-up isn't as mouth-watering for them as it is for the rest of us. In their defence though, I've read the book the new film is based on, and though I know building sets for period movies can be expensive, I still can't quite work out why the movie needs $200 million to be made, unless the film is going to be drastically different from the novel it's based on. DiCaprio and Scorsese are apparently going to get about $20 million each and De Niro 15, so that's $55 million on them three alone. There's the rest of the salaries, the sets, the numerous takes, the CGI backgrounds. Yeah, it's going to be expensive, but $200 million? Really? Also, Scorsese's movies do make bank, but his highest grossing movie was his sex, drugs and rock and roll comedy crime film The Wolf of Wall Street starring popular actors like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill, and it made just under $400 million worldwide. If this film really cost $200 million, it would need to perform much better than The Wolf of Wall Street to make a good profit, an unlikely mission. Anyway, there clearly was truth to the budget rumour about Killers of the Flower Moon. Because new news has recently come about that Apple will be producing the movie. It will be an original Apple film, and Paramount will be distributing it. So what exactly does that mean? Well, for cinema lovers, it isn't as suicide-inducing news as The Irishman was. 
because the movie will get a wide release by Paramount in cinemas and it will then head over to Apple's streaming service, becoming the biggest title on their platform and boosting their pedigree, much like how The Irishman did for Netflix. That's kind of funny in an ironic way, seeing as though a cinema puritan like Scorsese is actually beefing up the credibility of the streaming platforms by making movies with them. It's not as if he's going out of his way to do it though, he's just doing what he can do to get his films made. It says a lot about the climate of modern Hollywood and says a lot about where the future landscape of movies is headed. That this guy, the Coen brothers, Noah Bambach, Paul Greengrass, David Fincher, Damien Chazelle, Guillermo del Toro and numerous others have started working with streaming companies for their projects in recent years. Artful cinema is being pushed out of Hollywood and onto streaming to pave the way for expensive tentpole movies as best encapsulated by Disney+, Plus, where Disney essentially said something along the lines of most movies and shows will be released on their streaming platform and only the huge ones, the Marvel superhero films, the Star Wars movies, these kinds of films will come out in cinemas. And then you have the COVID-19 pandemic, which shut cinemas down. Meanwhile, the streaming companies are laughing. What I'm basically saying is that I think we're in for some major evolutionary changes in the movie world. And those streaming services have both their pros and cons. If it means a guy like Martin Scorsese is able to make movies the way he wants to make them, I'm game. So basically what happened with Flower Moon is that Paramount acquired the rights to David Grant's book yonks ago from Imperative Entertainment, but presumably because of the skyrocketed budget, allowed Scorsese and DiCaprio's manager Rick Yorn to ship around the project. According to Deadline, interestingly, Sources also suggest that Paramount preferred Eric Roth's original script to the more recent rewrite that Scorsese is planning to adapt. I guess that means the original draft would have been cheaper to shoot. Apparently, many studios, from Universal to MGM and even Netflix, were chasing Killers of the Flower Moon, but it was Apple who landed the film, no doubt attempting to do what Netflix did and establish themselves in the film market and draw in subscribers. Apparently, it was a big priority for Scorsese that this would be a large-scaled western, and going off of Scorsese's quotes in the past, it's likely to be quite different to the book it's based on. Providing things don't change, it's nowhere near as disastrous news for cinema fans as the release of The Irishman was, because the deal includes a proper theatrical release, not Netflix's pathetic two-week run, which if we're honest was really only so that The Irishman would qualify for the Oscars. It will come out in cinemas the proper way, and then once it's finished its run, it will head over to Apple's streaming service. That's not so bad. It's better than the film not being made at all, or Scorsese's vision being compromised. I, for one, am looking more and more forward to the movie the more I hear about it, especially with Scorsese describing it as a western. There's just some directors who you really want to see a western from. John Carpenter, Walter Hill, Gorvinbinski, and Scorsese is definitely one of them. I can't wait. Killers of the Flower Moon will tell the tale of the murder of the Osage Indians in 1920s Oklahoma, after oil was discovered beneath their land. The subsequent investigation by the FBI established them as a force to be reckoned with, and the murder mystery symbolised the passing for America to evolve from its frontier era. Thanks for watching.